Blog Talk Radio. You are listening to Help for HD Live, the first podcast created for families living with Huntington's and juvenile Huntington's disease. Don't forget to find us on iTunes, Blog Talk, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. You can also search over 500 archived episodes and other projects at helpforhd.org. To watch us in person, find Help for HD TV on YouTube and subscribe and ring the bell for notifications on new content. Help for HD Live is going on air in 5, 4, 3, 2, Hello, everyone, and thank you so much for tuning in to Help for HD Live. This show is made possible because of a grant from Teva Pharmaceuticals and the Griffin Foundation. I'm your host, Lauren Holder, and today we've got Samantha Griffin on with us, and we're going to be talking about um, basically the new normal after you lose a loved one with HD and um, how things kind of change and um just feel different. And uh, Samantha has a lot of experience with that. She's been a great support to me, um, especially after the death of my father. And um, so I wanted to bring her on and kind of just share our thoughts on going through that new normal and living that new normal. Samantha, thank you so much. Of course. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So let's start off with sharing your story and your mom's story. Um, So basically, when things kind of started playing out with my mom, um, I was 15 years old. I'm 31 now. Um, But I kind of automatically jumped her at the age of 15. Um, Her progression was very slow. Uh, When I started being caretaker, it was kind of convenient because it just so happened it was more safe for her to not have to drive. And obviously, at that age, I'm able to start driving. So I was able to drive her around, and it was kind of made a fun thing. And um, so from there, you know, we just lived life like normal, went on the family vacations and enjoyed life and did everything that we could um, to make it as happy as possible. And, of course, we had lots of bumps in the road because, obviously, it's more aware now what Huntington's is, but I mean, when we were younger, it really wasn't, and no one really heard of it, and it wasn't on TV or any of that. So everything that we've gone through from then to you know now until she passed away was it was all learning. We we had nothing to go on. We had no one to rely on or you know to answer our questions or anything, and what was right, what was wrong, how to really deal with it. So. Um, you know, we had the, the hospital visits because they're falling and busting her head open and, you know, all of that. But no matter what, it was always a trying to make it as positive as possible, always trying to laugh and have a good time and would go out of our way to do things. You know, she, once I graduated high school in 2008, um, she would come to South Carolina with me for six months and then go back to New York with my dad for six months just to kind of give each other respite care. And, um, she, Oh, it was, I mean, it was, it was awesome. You know, the six months I didn't have her, it was like, what do I do with my hands type thing? You know, cause once you're in caretaker mode, it is what it is. And, um, so we would do that. And every month that she would hear, be here, it was like, you know, what do you want to do this month? 
and, you know, she'd come up with the craziest things. You know, she got to meet Paula Dean in Savannah, and, um, you know, she got to meet her. She wanted to go to a male strip club, so I made that happen. Um, she wanted to go to caves. She wanted to go see caves, and it was like, where am I going to find a cave that's wheelchair accessible? You know, it's a cave, but we made that happen, you know, all types of stuff. We just made it happen. And um, unfortunately, she was with me about five years ago now, and she um, she got a really bad UTI, and I didn't know. Obviously, with Huntington's, it's a lot harder to tell if, you know, someone's hurting. So um, she ended up getting really delusional, uh, and my dad actually had to meet my brothers halfway to get her, and he got her um, checked out. They... It was a very long 13 days. My dad had her. She was just delusional, trying to hurt herself. Um, so my dad had no choice but to put her in a facility. They got rid of the UTI, uh, and it kind of progressed the disease. So we didn't really have a choice. And, again, I mean, New York State didn't really help us with anything, you know, any options or home care or anything like that. So we had no choice but to place her in a nursing home. Um, That was great. (laughs) Honeymoon phase. And unfortunately, which I've talked on another podcast about was nursing home abuse, because unfortunately, we encountered that. Um, She was acting out, yelling calm. She could answer yes or no questions. Well, um, I told my dad, you know, something's going on. And um, so I ended up putting a camera in the room. We caught her being abused. So had to fight for her with that. Um, I mean, it's just been, no matter what, ongoing, it was always fighting for her, you know, whether it was her voice or, you know, getting what she needed, stuff like that. Um, We ended up getting her out of there, thankfully. Uh, It's actually still in progress in New York State. Who knows what's going to happen with that. Hopefully, crossing your fingers, one day we'll get some justice. But um, she did get to spend the last months of her life in a good nursing home with wonderful people that actually cared about her, loved her. And um, it was I would travel to New York every couple weeks, four years of my life, um, to see her. And uh, so I was there constantly. And then I got the phone call that her oxygen levels were low. And so um, they got him back up. But next thing you know, my dad called me. It was like 3 o'clock in the morning and said that it was pneumonia and there was no coming back from it. And so rushed up there and got to spend her last three days with her. And then she, my brothers got there. And so we were all with her when she passed away. And that was, it was crazy how it kind of happened because, um, it literally happened when I got back to South Carolina. Two days later, everything shut down for COVID. So it's like she knew that, you know, stuff was going to hit the fan. And it's like she's, it, it was like she was like, she knew how much we went through with the nursing home abuse and all of that. And it's like, I, you know, we feel like it was one of those things where she was like, I can't put them through this, you know, anymore. Cause we, that would have broke us not being able to see her during that time of the pandemic 
Absolutely. Um, you know, and, and I mean, we've talked about this before and your story and her story just touched my heart. One, because um, I just feel like her sense of humor was so good, just like dad was. Yeah. And um, and I just love how well um, you guys took care of her and like really um, just tried to make her life full of adventure. And um, it's just so awesome. Definitely. Uh, um, and I know, you know, we've also talked about how <laughs> how weird it feels afterwards. Um, oh, yeah. You know, and like I'm dealing now with, I, I feel like my grief is worse now than it was in the beginning. And um, yeah. it is just, I don't know if that's because I'm planning his memorial or because I haven't had a memorial for closure or what, but um I'm curious to know, because I know you just recently had a, a service for your mom. Um, yep. So how do you feel, like, with this new normal of not having her here? I mean, I don't – every day is a challenge for me. There's not a minute that goes by I don't think of her or, you know, just close my eyes and even hear her laugh. And, you know, I, I her room's set up like it's supposed to be it's her room you know people come over it's like oh well you can sleep in mom's room you know and I mean even this morning I got out of my bed and I walked past her room and I just looked in there and I ended up going in and laying down like it's just people always say you know time heals time heals and I personally believe it doesn't heal I feel time goes on and you kind of get more numb to it and it's yeah, like I said, even after the memorial, you know, I, I at the memorial, I was like, I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to cry. Yep, I bawled. <laughs> and, you know, it, it just, it doesn't get easier. It really doesn't. Yeah, and that's what I'm I'm personally going through right now, too, is just that it doesn't feel like it's getting any easier. It just feels harder at the moment. Yeah. Um, you know, and I keep thinking, oh, well, you know, if I keep myself busy, maybe that will help, and it doesn't help whatsoever um and that's what I do is you know I have myself so busy it's like I work my full-time job I have a part-time job and then I just got done planning her uh, memorial ride that we did down here for her and it's like now that that big chunk is done of planning the event it's like oh my gosh my brain my brain has room to think and I'm overwhelmed and you know, and so I'm getting back to that place where I have anxiety and I'm not sleeping and, you know, you take one thing off your busy, busy list and it's like, here we go again. And I can relate to that so much. Take a second though and talk about the memorial ride because I want other people to know um, about this memorial ride that you do for her. Oh yeah. So um, uh, when originally when we put her in the nursing home, I wanted to do something to help my dad out because my dad works in a small grocery store in a tiny town in New York. And um, even though she was on Medicaid, Medicare, they were still taking a very, very large chunk of money from my father every month to pay for her nursing home bill. And I mean, it basically left my dad with pennies to pay his own bills. And I was like, you know, I would really love to do something to help him out. And so I put together um, a 
a ride, a benefit ride for motorcycles. And I would say, you know, cars are welcome too. I don't care what you have. Just come out, enjoy the day. We created this whole thing, you know, instead of a poker run, it's actually um, pluck a duck. And each stop, you know, you pluck a duck. And at the last stop, whoever has the most numbers from the bottom of the ducks wins. And, you know, it's a super fun day. We have lots of food and raffles and all types of stuff going on. Like this year, my brother built a Plinko board, you know, for people to play. Like it was, it's a great day. And um, that money would go towards my mom's bills. Well, this year, obviously, um, well, actually, so last year she passed away um, in March and we still had the ride in June. And um, I decided that, we're going to pay off all her bills, get that done out of the way, and any extra money that I have, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to reach out to the nursing home that was a good nursing home that took care of her and see if there's anything that they need. Um, and, of course, they were like, oh, no, you don't have to do that. And But I want to. I, You know, they, they for a few months, they were the people that actually made us feel okay, you know, to get a few hours of sleep at night. And um, so I ended up buying them. They loved um, the fact that I had an Alexa for my mom. So um, I went ahead and I bought them five of those for residents um, so they can listen to music, do whatever. Um, I bought them a bunch of adult bibs because I'm that girl that would be like, oh, mom, you need something cute to wear. Like, you don't need that gross, ugly bib. You need something cute, you know. So bought some of those. Um, I bought a bunch of puzzle books and um, some good quality body wash and um, shampoo, lotions, just all kinds of stuff for them, um, just to, you know, make some sort of quality life better. And um, so this year, um, we just had it last Saturday. And so now I'm uh, working on um, getting together that stuff for the nursing home, figuring out some cool stuff to get for the residents there. Um, and then also I wanted to reach out to one or two or three or however many I can, you know, afford with the money that we raised um, to help them out. Even, you know, the simple stuff. And I'm thinking of stuff that we use for my mom, such as a shower chair or a potty chair or, you know, something like that, that would, it's a simple thing, but it really does help. And uh, at the event, um, this couple actually came, and um, his wife has Huntington's, and we fell in love with her, absolutely fell in love with her. She was, like, so much like my mom, and it was just, like, we just wanted to hug her all day. And so uh, we reached out to them, and they're going to be getting some some cool stuff donated to them that will really help. Um, and it's nice because they have a support system now before they didn't, and now they do. And so that makes us feel good. And, I, you know, like I told them, I don't care what time it is or whenever, please reach out to me. If you have a question, um, if something's going on, please let me know. We're family now, you know, and so – it, it was nice because, yes, we had a fun day. Yes, we raised some money. We're going to, you know, donate some cool stuff. But we also made a new relationship. And I just thought that was really, really great. Oh, yeah. I mean, and that's what it's about, too, especially, you know, for those of us who are 
who are directly affected is, you know, when you can make that relationship and you have that support system, it's so huge. Um, yeah. And I think that's one of the one of the things that I really want to do now that I don't have that responsibility of taking care of my dad is get back involved like I did um, to right. help others. So I love that you're still doing the ride for your mom. I love that you did that for that couple. And um, so are you planning on doing it again next year? Yes, definitely. It's going to, it's going to be a yearly thing. Like, you know, my dad was like, don't, don't overdo it. Don't push yourself. And I'm like, no, I want, I want to do this. You know, it's, it's, it's something that makes me feel good doing, you know, I don't have her to take care of. I want to do stuff that she would want to do. You know, I even thought about putting a little basket together to take to like the, the SPCA, you know, cat treats and dog treats because she loved animals, you know, just Aww. little things that she would love. And she loved helping people. She loved making people smile. That's why I want to do the whole thing with the residents, you know, even if it's something so simple, if it makes them smile, I know that my mom's like, yes. How could people get involved to help with the event? I mean, I plaster all over Facebook. You know, I always, like, if people make things, crafty things, or they, a lot of people have, like, um, you know, their little businesses they're a part of, like the Color Street and, you know, all that type of stuff. You know, we get donations for that, for, like, the raffles. Um, just, I mean, of course, like, I do the Facebook fundraiser, so if people want to, you know, donate money that way. Just stuff like that, um, and anything. I mean, I received a few things late in the mail. I'm going to keep them till next year. That way, you know, I can, I have those already. And you know, like I said, in any money that, like you know, if there's leftover any leftover cash, I'm going to tuck it away, and it will be used next year. You know, to plan or um, just be a part of the the donation stuff that I can use for next year, so we can get some some, you know, items out there to families and whatnot. So, like I said, I really want to, of course, I want to I want to give smiles to the nursing home residents, but at the same time, my main focus now is to help families that might need the potty chair, that might need some, heck, I mean, even if they need some simple groceries or mm -hmm. some, you know, adult diapers, stuff like that, because I know how much it would help. You know, if I had that when I had my mom, I can't even tell you. I'd be over the moon to receive anything. Crazy how, like, now you think of those things, like the little things of, of what you needed. Because I, I, I know I do that with my dad. Like, you mentioned the chair. And, like, for us, a shower chair was huge. Um, yeah. Such a big deal. Um, and then having, like, bars for the side of the bed before we got a, a hospital bed. Yeah. Um, you know, so he wouldn't fall out of bed. So little things like that. But yes, just having those things or um, even having um, one of the things that I found, and I don't know if you, you ever found this, but um, there was a healthcare agency that was giving away respite time. So, oh, wow. Uh, yeah. So instead of insurance paying for it, they were giving away so many hours of respite care. And, um, it was great because we, you know, during COVID, we couldn't get the assistance we needed. The, there weren't enough nurses for um, at-home care, and I didn't want to put that in a facility during COVID. Yeah, um, <laughs> don't blame you. 
<laughs> yeah. Um, so I found a scholarship for the respite care to provide for mom, and um, it was just amazing to have. And, um, you know, they came out every week to give mom a break. And That's it was awesome. just so, yeah, it was so nice. So I love that, you know, those are the little things we think of now, um, you know, and, and try to figure out how we can give back. So I'm, you know, I'm trying to think of those things too. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Because, like, I mean, the respite care, I mean, I, as a caretaker, it's, it's like you want that respite care. But when you get the respite care, I don't know what to do with my hands. You know, it's like I I feel, almost feel guilty yes. doing that. And I feel like that's, that's a huge thing that people, being the caretaker, need to realize is, you know what, take it. It doesn't mean you have to be gone all day long. Go to the grocery store. Go get your nails done. You know, go just take a drive. Yes. Mom would just get, um, so she would get like two to three hours, um, you know, because she couldn't handle more than that. <laughs> so she would take two or three hours, get coffee, or she would go have dinner with her friend or whatever just to to have a moment for herself. So yeah. it really was just a, a really good thing um, to have available. And that's wonderful. That's absolutely wonderful. I wish all, I mean, I wish that was more of a thing. Yeah, me too. What about your um, your brothers and your dad? How are they dealing with all of it? Um, brothers have always been, I mean, obviously they're sad. They're grieving in their own way. Um, they have always been, they haven't, ever taken that caretaker role for my mom so it's not as hard on them as it is me and my dad because it's a different connection that you have with someone yes she's my mom and I would have done anything for her anyways but caretaker is like she's mine like she is mine just like a mom would be to her children you Mm -hmm. know like you're the protector and so in this instance it's like I've I was the mom and she she was she was my my cub and you hurt her I will destroy everything you know and so and of course you know and then there's the different relationships I'm the daughter my dad was husband you know so it's a different type of grieving also mm-hmm. and so I mean he's he like he puts it is he's just riding out this life like he had the most amazing life with my mom and he couldn't ask for anything more and he he feels like you know we got we got cheated because she was taken away from us so soon and you know and we're me and him are super close and I mean he drove on his motorcycle 12 plus hours uh to get here for the the ride for my mom and so I mean we're all grieving in our own ways and which is normal for everyone I love that you just said that because um I think on how uh you know because you're the daughter and he's 
he's the husband, the grieving is different. Not that it's yeah. one's worse than the other. It's just different. Right. And um, I just love that you just said that. Do you feel that um, this is something I struggled with, so I'm just curious. Do you feel that it was hard to be there for others right afterwards because of your grief? Um, I feel like me, I don't necessarily think it, it was hard. I feel like me being who I am and being caretaker and putting other people first, it was one of those things where I was very quiet and I was there for my dad. I was there for my brothers and, you know, so much was going on after my mom passed away. And then it's like, once I got home and me and my husband got home, that's when it hit me and I was in bed for a week and I, I was just done. And, you know, that's when it finally hit me because I was finally like by myself, I didn't have to help others get through that moment. So you could finally take the time. Right. Well, Samantha, I really, really appreciate you sharing your story and your mom's story and talking about, you know, grief and this new normal that we're going through. Um, I really appreciate you coming on. Of course. And I mean, like I said, I'm, I'm always there for anyone and everyone that needs to talk. I mean, like I said, it happened March of last year and, you know, the hurdles, the, the holidays don't really think about. And one of the major ones that I really didn't think about was my birthday. Mm. I didn't know that it was going to hit me. I didn't know birthday grief was a thing. And that was probably the hardest big event. I bet. Yeah. So just a warning. <laughs> was um was planning the service for her hard? Do you find um, that hard? Honestly, I kind of made it a fun thing. I wanted – I think it was – more fun for me to plan my mom's memorial than it was my wedding because (laughs) I wanted to make sure we had all of her favorite desserts and everything was purple and you know like I wanted her memorial to be her and so it was like go big or go home you know so I just kind of use it as a time of being like you know what would mom like we got we gotta have cookies and brownies and chocolate covered everything and you know, this, that, we had so much dessert, it was outrageous. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so Sounds you just awesome. kind of do the best you can with it and just laugh. <laughs> yeah, that's, I think that's the hardest part right now for me is, you know, I'm planning his service, but at the same time, Father's Day is coming up. And so it's, seeing yeah. all the Father's Day stuff is killing me. Um, yeah. So, but at the same time, like planning on having fireworks and all of that um, and trying to plan some of his favorite foods, that part's fun. But I'm still having a, like putting together a, a slideshow, getting the music. I want to dance to the music, but then it makes me sad too. So right. I'm like right no. in the middle of it. Yeah. I mean, it's always going to be a bittersweet thing. It really will. I mean, Mother's Day and and for me, it's hard because my husband lost his mom uh, five years ago. And mm-hmm. so I don't even have, you know, I don't have a mother-in-law. You know, I have no mother figure in my life. So 
it's hard for me. And, you know, of course people are trying to be nice. So we'll come over. We're having a cookout for Mother's Day. And it's like, no, <laughs> no, I appreciate it, but I'm just going to sit at home and, you know, I'm going to sit on the couch and watch stupid, you know, shows and eat ice cream all day. Yeah, that would be me too. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I love my ice cream. Uh, and your daddy did too. <laughs> That's right. He did. <laughs> well, thank you again for coming on and talking with us. Um, next week, everybody, we're going to be talking about dystonia and HD and specifically an adult onset um, and you know, a lot of times we hear about it in the juvenile onset, but we don't hear about it as much in the adult onset. So we're going to be talking about that next week. But thank you so much for um, joining us today, and I hope that everybody has a wonderful day. Thanks again, Samantha. Thank you. Take care. You too. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to visit www.help4hd.org and sign up for our email newsletter to stay up to date on all that is going on at Help for HD. Get social with us and like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, and subscribe to Help for HD TV on YouTube and ring the bell for notifications.